Welcome back. It's JBLM Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Luke Matthews and Jake Beloit. We have the Vikings preseason extravaganza this week. Next week, we'll have their week one opponent. But for now, we got some big stories. Yeah, your uh, your best friend over there, uh, Mr. Two Gloves. What's, uh, what's going on with him? Yeah, as everyone knows, Teddy Bridgewater completely exploded his knee. Um, there's video footage of it. I'm surprised it hasn't been leaked yet, TMZ. Get on your game. Um, but yeah, he is out for the season, and we have acquired Sam Bradford from the Philadelphia Eagles. A good pickup, I think. Yeah, we traded away a first round in next year's 2017 draft and a fourth round conditional pick in the 2018 draft. Um, along with that, Philadelphia will be paying $11 million of Sam Bradford's remaining salary. Ooh, there you go, taking care of that cap space. And I don't know. I don't know how this. I don't know how this fares for us. I was. I was very nervous at first. There was talks of Sanchez. There was talks of um, Vic. And uh, Sam Bradford is pretty much right on line with with what Teddy Bridgewater did last year. Uh, when you look at the two, when you look at the two head to head, Bradford threw for about five hundred more yards. Respectively, they were 22nd and 18th. Teddy Bridgewater, 22nd um, in the league last year in yards, and Sam Bradford, 18th. Um, they threw for Teddy two, threw for 202 yards a game. Bradford, 266. No. So not, there's so far, you know, not much difference, not much uh, in the in those those stats. You get a little bit more. Bradford did have more picks. Uh, he threw 14 to Teddy's nine but also had five more touchdowns, 19. Teddy had 14. Um, Their rating almost identical, 88.7 for Teddy, 86.4 for Sam. Um, Where where I think it's really going to help us is in the the long play factor. Uh, Teddy's longest play last year was only 52 yards. Ouch. Yeah, we had had, uh, a lot more... uh, (laughs) A lot more big plays came out of the... Out of the run game last year, not the pass game, which is not not typically what you want if you're going to be a, success, a successful team in today's NFL. Um, so Sam Sam had a 78 yard play last year. He was, puts the ball downfield a lot, um, and he gives up less sacks. He gave up 28 sacks last year. Teddy gave up 44. In all fairness to sacks given up, though, isn't uh, Teddy's elevated sack numbers kind of due to the fact that he's a relatively mobile quarterback? Don't they usually flush him out of the pocket quite often? Mm, I want to say no. I want to say that the problem with Teddy has been him not want him wanting to see it before he lets it go. You're going to give it more sacks if you're waiting to see each throw before you put the ball in the air. Sam Bradford just he's he sees those timing routes. He he's been in the league for about 8 years now. He has the he has the wherewithal to stand in the pocket and know a guy's about to break open and see the hit coming and release the ball for a completion and then take the hit. Teddy last year, you know, a lot of his critics were saying he'd 
He's holding that ball in the pocket, holding the ball in the pocket, not throwing a pick, not just fluttering one up there like Ponderwood instead of taking a hit, but just taking the sack. And yards yards per attempt, Teddy Teddy was 7.2, Sam 7. So this is a very smart pickup, I think. I think he's going to be able to step in um, potentially even week one and be successful. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, to touch on your point in regards to those timing routes that Bradford is so successful with, generally that's something that you need to have quite a bit of rapport with your receivers. And especially in Minnesota where you have those young guys, Charles Johnson, Stephon Diggs, even Cordero is still kind of getting into his groove, Mr. Patterson. Absolutely. So Sam Bradford obviously has proven himself in the past as a capable quarterback. Not anyone who's going to go win you the league, but someone who can fill in and win you games with a stout defense behind him, which is exactly what they had in Teddy. But do you really think it's that realistic that he'll be able to mesh with those, like you say, those timing routes where he seems to excel compared to Teddy? I do. Um, our offense does not ask does not ask a lot of the quarterback, and it's very quarterback-friendly. Um, Norv Turner is very quarterback-friendly um, coach. Those play calls, um, Bradford out of the play action last year was very successful too with Philly. Um, he's very good at checking down to the wide receivers, or sorry, to his uh, to his backs. I think um, McKinnon's going to have a good, very good season this this upcoming year. Um, and that that actually gets me into my my first of my three keys for our offense offensive success this year. Um, Jarek McKinnon. He's moved up on the depth chart to second ahead of Matt Asiata. And uh, I think we're going to be using him a lot more um, anytime we go into the shotgun. He had 20 catches last year, uh, a catch and uh, one reception for a touchdown, eight yards per reception, uh, carried the ball 52 times, 5, 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, if he, I think he's going to get closer to 80 to 100 carries this year. And if he can maintain that that 5.2 average and continue to catch at the rate he is, you know, up those catches to maybe 30 or 40 catches this season, he's going to be a big part uh, of our success on third down offensively. And to keep it with those running backs in Minnesota, of course, everyone wants to hear about Adrian Peterson. He needs to stay healthy. He obviously needs to stay healthy, but we know what we're going to get out of Adrian Peterson, you know, Barring that he stays healthy, what the um, my second key for success is our offensive line. Um, we have three new starters as opposed to last year. Uh, Boone from the 49ers replacing Yankee um, at left guard. We have Sullivan is gone. He was injured last year, and we had a uh, Burger fill in. We said that's fine. We're just gonna we released uh, Sullivan, who was about a six-time Pro Bowler. And that's your center, correct? Yes, that's our center. And then at right tackle. Um, uh, Andre Smith from guess where North turn or sorry Mike Zimmer Cincinnati of course Phil Lodeholt retired so that'll be a I think he'll step in there nice and of course we still have Matt Khalil and Fusco who have um, been staples on down. your offensive line they, they have been for, yeah. Khalil's really there were some question marks about Khalil last year but um, especially with Boone on his side, they've been they've been holding it down preseason. 
And uh, finally, Laquan, uh, Laquan Treadwell and Stephon Diggs and Daryl Patterson really need to really need to make themselves threats this year for in order for our offense to be successful. Stephon Diggs last year didn't play the first three games of the year. Still was our leading receiver, um, 52, uh, 52 catches. It was actually kind of funny. It was the 52 had the 52 most receptions, 52nd most receptions in the NFL on 52 catches, um, targeted 84 times, uh, 720 yards. He led us in 20 yard plays uh, with 13. Uh, you know who had the number one, who was the number one wide receiver last year and plays over 20 yards? I don't know who. Allen Robinson. Oh, my God, Allen Robinson. Yeah, 31. The number one and two wide receivers had 25. But no, uh, four touchdowns for Stephon Diggs last year. Uh, three out of the four were actually versus Chicago, which helps us dominate our division even more. Uh, he really needs to become an elite wide receiver this year. And Laquan Treadwell, we spent a first-round draft pick on him. He had over 1,000 yards and over 80 catches last year at Ole Miss, an offense that doesn't throw a ton. Um, big 6'3 body. I really think Bradford's going to like floating him up the sideline to him. Absolutely. It's exciting to see. Now, uh, my only question is I noticed you didn't say a whole lot about Charles Johnson. Do you feel like he's already established himself? Has he already shown that he can be that capable producer? Or do you just feel like the other three have more opportunity for success this year? It's tough. I feel like I feel like Charles Johnson doesn't doesn't have that killer instinct. Doesn't have that fire in his eye. Doesn't like he gets put um, second on the depth chart, which he's not. He's first ahead of Laquan Treadwell. A lot of people thought Laquan was going to be starting. And Charles Johnson is starting out there. Um, I don't know. He's there's just times where he just is a ghost out there. And then the ball will get tossed his way and he'll make a good play, but a lot of the times uh I'm not I'm not convinced with his with his motivation. As they always say receivers are a dime a dozen, and if you can disappear for half a game and the defense forgets about you, that's kind of worrisome. Absolutely. The your division um, defensively, you guys in Minnesota are really the only ones holding your own anymore. All of those other defenses have fallen off, not only in Chicago, but now in Green Bay as well. Green Bay, Green Bay defensively can still can still put stats stats down. Um, they get a lot of sacks. They get they force uh, interceptions, but but yeah, defensively this season we should be we should be up there in the top. We uh, overall. Overall, last year defensively, we were only thirteenth in the league. Um, gave up two hundred and thirty-five passing yards per game, average quarterback rating of ninety. Um, we were seventeenth in the league in rush D, um, giving up ninety yards, ninety-one yards a game. Um, we only four, we only uh we only let in seven touchdowns though. That was that was key. Uh, we're also we're also pretty high up in the sack department. Forty five sacks. That's right near the top in the league. Um, our 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 secondary really needs to step up. Um, our young corners, Rhodes, um, who's still starting, really needs to establish himself this year. Uh, then on the outside, we have uh, McKenzie Alexander from uh, Clemson and Trey Waynes from 
Michigan State in the second year who really need to really need to come into their own in order for us to be successful and win the division and be able to hold Green Bay down and stop Aaron Rodgers. And Mackenzie Alexander, so far in the preseason, um, two interceptions and his, you know, limited probably 10 series is that he got. Um, I really liked what I've seen out of him. He'll probably be our – he'll probably come in our dime. He'll probably, he's probably um, – he won't be our first corner that we bring in for the nickel package. But uh, but I've, I'm, I've really liked what I've seen out of him. If we – if those three can become – established corners this season is going to be a success that being said we all know that the vikings have a great front seven obviously that's why they keep folks out of the end zone that's the key is that front seven absolutely bend but not break absolutely are there any any on that front line that defensive line any guys this year that you're really looking to make an exemplary show for us are there any guys that are really gonna of course they've all been producing like you said they've been getting their sacks they've been producing and taking care of that secondary, really, when you think about how limited Minnesota was in their secondary last year. Not a whole lot of depth, really struggling in those nickel and dime packages. Is there going to be guys there that are able to continue to pick up slack? Are they still improving on that defensive front? Or are they just going to be riding a high for the next few years? Yeah, Danielle Hunter, I think, uh, is going to be a stud this year. Second-year guy out of LSU, um, defensive end. He is just a freak. Uh, North Turner always keeps that line just packed with the guys from the SEC, second, third-year, fourth-year guys from the SEC, just monsters. And uh, Edwards is still holding down that uh, that right-side end. Um yeah, our second our second key with that being said kind of is getting off the field on uh on third downs. Last year we were third in the NFL at uh on third down success. 34.5% of the time we were forced in fourth down. Um, if we can if that stays the same or improves up to first or second in the league, you know, get down to the high 20 percentage for on uh third downs. That's just going to help our offense out and Sam Bradford out even more. Even more. And the final point um, sounds a little cliche, but stay hungry. Um, our our <laughs> last time our defense was on a meaning on the field for a meaningful game, uh, they were pretty much working Seattle, giving up a few few play, uh, fluke plays. That would have went down as one of the best defensive wins in a playoff series or playoff game ever. We completely handled Seattle, and uh, there was a bad snap or a bad hold and a bad kick, and we lost. And I think that uh, that plus Teddy Teddy's injury, we are just going to be hungry and want to kick ass this year, and I'm excited. So that offensive line coming together, pulling some pieces in and really solidifying that veteran line to make sure that those backs are well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Those young rookies out at wide out, excuse me, not rookies, but the youngsters yeah. in your receiving core continuing to develop and establish themselves. That secondary coming into their own young guys really going to have a heavy weight on their shoulders. Absolutely. Everything else is established. They are the one question mark. 
It sounds pretty promising to me, especially after last season, considering the offensive struggles they had. They still had so much success, and like you said, a deep playoff run and essentially a fluke play in special teams is the difference between uh, a Super Bowl berth and another losing season. Yeah, we had, we had a few more wins, but essentially we, we were probably coasting to the Super Bowl from there. I agree. That being said... Let's see this uh, season rundown. All right. So, what we got here is Jake's going to go ahead and spit out week by week who Minnesota has, where it's at. And uh, I'm going to give a off the top of my head score. We'll see what we come up with. Week one, the Minnesota Vikings are headed to the Tennessee Titans. Ah, win 27-10. And in week two, the Packers will come to Minnesota to play in that new beautiful stadium. 24-21 win. Another defensive-minded NFC team. Following them up in week three, the Vikings will head to Carolina to play the Panthers. Mm, That's a loss. Um, 13-17. Hopefully an opportunity in week four, though, when the Giants come to Minnesota. Win. And then again. So hold on. Sorry. Score 13 to 28. And then from my AFC South, the Texans will also be coming to Minnesota. Win. 20 to 38. And then the Vikings will be traveling for a short while. First headed to Philadelphia to show off Sam and that arm. Um, let's go with win, obviously. Seven to 24. And then they will head to their rival in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. Win 13 to 21. And then Matt Stafford will come to Minnesota with the Detroit Lions. Win 20 to 21. Close one. Wow. Then the Vikings will head to Washington, D.C. to play the Redskins. Win 9 to 21. And of course, the Vikings never get it easy. Another defensive minded NFC team, the Cardinals, will come to Minnesota. Mm. Um,. We'll give us a loss here. I've been pretty generous with the wins. Loss, 17 to 27. And then for their second match of the season, the Vikings will head to Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, We're going to win in the Motor City, 35 to 10. And I can't wait for us to talk about this team more in the future, but uh, the Cowboys will then be coming to Minnesota. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we're going to demolish whoever they have at quarterback, 6-24. Uh, to 24. I was going to say, Romo will probably hope his back is still broken then. Yeah. And then, of course, our favorite game of this season, mm-hmm. Minnesota headed to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota Jayville, that's going to be... Don't offend me. A win. I was going to say it's going to be a close one. Let's go 24-28. 
And staying in the AFC South, the Colts of Indianapolis will then come to Minnesota. I want to say we're going to drop this one. Um, they'll score a few touchdowns. We'll struggle 20, um, 20, 20 us to, let's go, 31. And then for their second match of the season, the Vikings will head to Green Bay. We're going to uh, drop two in a row here. And uh, it's going to be a bummer part of the season. Um, 17 to 28. Those rivalry matchups are tough ones. And, of course, you end with two in a row. Luckily, it's one of the lesser teams in your division. You end the season at home playing the Chicago Bears. Yeah, we're going to win that one. Um, 35 to 14. A promising season ahead. I believe so. If that secondary can come together. Right. If those young bucks out wide can get a little fire underneath them. And let's just all pray that no one explodes Adrian's knee. Oh, God. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. All right. So we'll be back with uh, the Jacksonville preseason uh, extravaganza probably tomorrow. And then uh, later in the week, drop in our... Dropping our week one matchups. Football starts in four days, three days, two days, one day. Who knows? And if you're not excited about that, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) All right. JBLM Sports Talk. Luke Matthews. Jake Beloit. No name. Yeah. I had this little bad thing, something like them tens. She gave a nigga mad brain, something like the whiz. But you see the sad thing, fucking with her ears is the